0: Online with us today. We're so honored uh, that you are with us today. We are so glad to have you, to host you, and to talk about God together today. It's going to be a great time, man. What a story! LJ's got quite a story, quite a testimony, and and man, just uh, him singing that song and that video and telling his story was just—I bawled like a baby uh, twice today. Uh, in the back, and, and I just loved it. It was so good. So LJ, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and, and trusting God so much. Hey, we want you to take notes here at Radiate. We're all about that. So as you get your notes together, get your Bibles out, your pens together, all that stuff, or maybe you take them digitally, whatever that looks like. Um, as you're getting all that together, you can go ahead and turn in or on your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25, is uh, where we're really hanging out a lot today. But as you're doing that, I want to invite you to take those invite cards that are on seats all around you today. Grab as many as you can fit in your hand, take them with you this week and hand those out. If you are online, don't worry. You don't have to have an invite card. You can invite people to a watch party at your house if you'd like. I've seen people uh, jumping online today from Florida, from Texas, um, from Kansas, from all over the place. So we got people. Just invite them over for a watch party or you can share the stream uh, each and every week and invite people to be with you because we just believe God. God's doing something special here, and we believe the more people that get to experience that get to experience Jesus, amen? All right, well, I just want to tell you we got a really comfortable message for you today. It's called, I will be generous, and I know everybody likes to talk about generosity and finances at Radiate and and in life, and so I know that you're not going to sit tight. I know you're not going to be like, nope, logging out of this one. Um, you know, we're, we're, getting, we're going to talk about generosity today, and here's why. Because our vision and a mission statement here at Radiate is this, equipping and empowering people to live the life God intends, right? And I cannot, I cannot say that with a good conscience and not talk to you about finances as well. Can't do it. I cannot do it. I cannot put that on our wall and it not happen down the hall in every single way possible for us. And so here's the truth of the matter, right, about generosity. The the truth of generosity is we all sit tight because it impacts each and every one of us no matter what. And I know we're sitting here today and you hear money. And this is what happens. I already feel it. Like the energy just goes right out of the room. Everybody's like, don't you talk about my bank account. You leave me alone. And I just want you to hear me today. And I want you to hear this right off the beginning. I do, I'm going I'm to help you out so much. I don't want anything from you today. I, don't, I really don't. I don't want anything from you today. But I want everything for you. Please hear me when I say, I don't want anything from you. I want everything for you. And I can, I've got, if I'm gonna talk about Jesus dies and, and, and saves us from our sin, God is our father. If I'm gonna talk about those things, i want gonna talk about loving your wife and loving your husband. If I'm gonna talk about loving your kids and changing the world, guess what? We have to talk about generosity and here's why. Generosity is a central character point of God. Generosity is a part of who God is. He is generous. In fact, John 3.16 says that all we need to know. For God so loved the world that he what? Yeah, he, gave. he gave. He gave his son so that we could have relationship with him. So I wanna talk to you about generosity today, but I'm gonna beg you, I'm gonna beg you, don't check out. In fact, I'm gonna beg you to lean in and take notes and hear what God has to say to each and every one of us. And it's not me talking to you today, but it's us talking together. Here's something interesting I found, I actually found this a couple years ago as I was studying for another message on generosity and on financial stewardship, and I think at the end of this year, towards the end of the year, we're going to have a whole series on stewardship and getting out of debt and doing the most with what we have and things like that, it's going to be a great time, but I I found this, I thought it was interesting, Uh, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but there's over 500 verses in the Bible on prayer. A little over 500 verses in the Bible on prayer. There's, there's right at about 500 verses in the Bible on faith, what faith is and what faith looks like. But watch this. There's over 2,000 verses in the Bible on money and possessions. But yet we think the church probably shouldn't talk about that stuff. Watch this. Watch this. Here's another one. Here's another one. Out of Jesus' 38 parables... So here's why Jesus taught parables, right? Jesus taught parables for this reason. He said, I teach principles to the disciples that are with me that go deeper and they get the deeper things. And he says it this way. I talk in parables so anyone that hears my words can understand what I'm saying. So he's like, I tell stories so that anybody can understand the principle. So watch this, out of the 38 stories or parables that Jesus told and taught principles out of, 16 of those, almost half of those, Jesus taught about money. Almost half of the stories that Jesus told that tried to teach the principles of the kingdom of God to anybody that could hear were about money. And here's why money speaks to all of us. Money doesn't speak to the rich or the poor. Money doesn't speak to the middle class, the high class, the low middle. Money speaks to every person. Everybody in here would say, I need more money. I need money to live. I need that. Money is, is just, it's all the way across the board. Everybody needs money and guess what that's okay that's all right but there's a way to talk about this thing and today i just want to talk about this idea that in 2021 we will be generous we will be generous and and let me just say it like this too i can even take money out of it and still talk to you about being generous with your time with love my gosh we need to be generous with love right now in our world right with understanding with jesus We can be generous with so many things. And in Matthew chapter 25, there's this parable, so it's a story that Jesus is trying to get to the masses. He's not trying to tell the rich this. He's not trying to tell the poor this. He's trying to tell everybody this, right? He's basically saying, hey, if you can hear me, you're important enough to know the principle of generosity. You're important enough to know the, the principle of investing, right? And we're going to read a large portion of scripture today, but I love, love this story. There's so much depth and wisdom in it. It's Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 29. We're going to read the whole thing together, and we're going to look at what Jesus is teaching us about being generous in 2021. Are you ready to get started this morning? Yeah. Awesome. Let's, let's get started. Verses, uh, we're going to start in verse 14. Here it goes. Matthew 25, 14 says this. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey, who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to him. To one, he gave five talents, and to another, he gave two, and to another, he gave one. And according to his own ability, and he went on his own journey, immediately, the one who had received the five talents went, and he traded with them, and he gained five more. In the same manner, the one who had received two talents gained two more, and the one who had received the one talent went away and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Verse 19, now after a long time, the master of those slaves came and he settled the accounts with them. And the one who had received the five talents came up and he he brought five more talents. He brought in 10 talents. Brought in five more talents saying, master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. Man, I'd be excited about that too, to be looking at somebody, right? Watch this response. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave or servant that's going to be important in a minute you are faithful with a few things i will put you in charge of many things enter into the joy of your master i love can we just pause for a minute i love the phrasing there there's two phrases in this story that we actually need to pay attention to because it's this one well done good and faithful servant Right. Let's talk about that one first. I think it's real interesting that this is used by the master in a story that Jesus is telling because Jesus is actually given a little foreshadowing into what it would look like whenever they talk about we, when our life is over and we enter the kingdom of God and we enter the kingdom of heaven and our spirit is raised up to be with God. It says if we've entered and we're gonna be welcomed into heaven and we're at the judgment seat and we've given our life to Jesus and we've walked in relationship with him. You know what they say that they're going the, the phrase is? well done, good and faithful servant. In other words, Jesus wants to look at us at the end of our days and go, you took the life I gave you and you made an investment and you made a difference and you gave me your life and well done, good and faithful servant. And then later on, right after that, the servant looks at him or the slave looks at him and makes this statement, you are faithful with a few things, I will put you in charge of many things matthew uh, luke chapter 16 verse 10 we're going to talk about it again later on in the message but it literally jesus is echoing the same phrase again he says if you're faithful with little i'll bless you with much in other words i need you to be faithful with what i give you before i give you more than i gave you are you with me today man i love i love the foreshadowing let's keep going though That's a little bible nerd stuff for you there Verse 22, also the one who had received the two talents came up and said, master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I've gained two more. Can we stop right there for a second and look at another little caveat in this story? The the guy that received two talents didn't walk up and go, how dare you? I'm just as smart as the guy that you gave five to. I'm just as good looking. I deserve more. I deserved at least five. How do you like him more than you like me? You gave him five and you gave me two. Man, take your two and do something with your two. No, the man walked up to the master and he said, you know what? You gave me less than the other guy, but I'm gonna take what you gave me and I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna do something with the other. He didn't say, I deserve a microphone and a leadership position and I deserve a platform and I deserve you to listen to me and I deserve, he didn't say any of that. He just said, okay, I'll take what you give me and I will show you what I can do with it maybe some of us need to stop complaining about what we don't have and start investing what we do i'm talking abilities and friendships and talents and money and time and and, you know influence and all that maybe god would look at us and go oh dude you took what i gave you even though it wasn't what you wanted and you doubled what i gave you hey let's give you more and see what happens you know what I'm saying? And I love that this slave, he looks at his master and he goes, I'm not mad at you for giving me less. In fact, I'm going to show you that you should have gave me more. Because I'm going to double what you gave me. Watch this. story continues, verse 23. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Love that. Verse 24, and the one who also had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid. I was scared to death of your mug. He said, and I went away and I hid your talent in the ground. And see, I still got what you gave me. Here it is. He was probably excited. Hey, I'm giving it back. Didn't lose it. Verse 26, but his his master answered and said to him, you wicked, you lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival, I would have at least received my money back with interest. At least I had something. And then he said this, therefore, take it away. He looked at his, his servants that were with him. He said, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the 10 talents, for the one who has more shall be given, more shall be given, and he who will have an abundance, but from the one who does not have, even what he does shall be taken away. Man, I, I know like if you're like me, you probably hear that portion of the story, you're like, wow, that's, that's hardcore. Like that, that's tough. But here's what Jesus is trying to get across. When you are blessed with something, Do something with it. Don't just hide it and dig a hole and bury it and go, hey, everything you gave me, here it is. Because there's nobody that wants to do an investment and get exactly out of it what they put in it. Everybody wants a return. And the kingdom is the same way. And here's what I'm learning in my life. And honestly, through Matthew chapter 25 is this. What we do with what we have says a lot about who we are. Can we just think about that for a second? What we do with what we have says a lot about who we are because what we do with what we have comes from the character of who we are deep down. And I'm not saying like don't save, right? I don't want you to get to the end of this message and go, pastor told me I shouldn't save money and I should just throw it all out there. And do. No, 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 no. What we do with what, how open-handed am I living my life? In other words, I I, I teach uh, uh, leadership a lot, and here's one of the things that I I like uh, to tell people is this. It's not the top of the iceberg that sinks the ships. 90% of an iceberg is underwater. You know what sinks the ships? The 90% underwater that you don't see. In other words, let me rephrase this statement. What I do with what I have depends on the character that I've developed. What I do with it. What am I doing? Am I just going, nope, I'm holding on to it. It's mine. I worked my tail off for this. And I'm not doubting that you did, but watch this. God gave you the abilities that you have in order to earn what you have. And God never gives to you. Watch this. He always gives through you. I know, I know your paycheck comes from a boss or a job, right? And that's because you have a talent that God placed in your in your repertoire, in your body, in your mind, and you use that talent to create an income. But the income comes from God, it just comes through an employer. God gives through us, not not to us. And what we do with it says a lot more than what a lot more about what we have. And so I want to give you three points about generosity real quick today. Three quick points that I think are easy to remember. And the first one comes out of verse 14 of Matthew chapter 25. It opens like this. The story opens for it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. The first point we have to know is this. It's not mine anyway. It's not mine. It's not yours. I know like... I know, hey, hey, John, let me hold your uh, wallet. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> let me hold your wallet. You got your wallet on you? No? Pastor Chris, wallet, right here. Hey, nobody, Elliot, somebody give me a wallet. Somebody give me, there you go, right here, right? No, I, I, there you go. Thank Pastor Martin. That is the thinnest wallet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey, give me yours, too. Uh, y'all just got phones, man. Everything digital now. Here's the thing, like everything that is represented in this wallet, whether it's cards, whether it's cash, whether it's receipts, whatever it is, right? And Pastor Mark, you shouldn't have gave me this. Um, Watch this. This isn't Mark's. This isn't mine. This is God's. And God looks at us and goes, I'm blessing you with everything that I'm giving you the ability to hold on to. And I want you to steward it and manage it well. You don't own it. You're not entitled to it because when we become entitled to something we become enslaved to it you're not entitled to it god just goes i'm going to bless you with abilities to pay your mortgage and pay your bills and take care of your kids and and buy your groceries and take care of yourself i'm going to give you the ability to do that now how you manage it is up to you now watch this what if you came to me and you told me this you said pastor i'll give you this one day i'll give you this back one day mark um what if you came to me and you said this? Hey, I'm going on a trip. I'm going to be going for like two years. Here's what I'm going to do, Pastor. I'll trust you, right? And so I'm going to send you a check every month for this amount. And all I need you to do is take 10% of this amount every month and give my wife this amount, that amount. Just send her 10% of it every single month. That's going to pay for groceries. That's going to pay the mortgage. That's going to pay for her car, right? That's going to let her go to Ulta Beauty and get her makeup, praise God. That's going to let her go eat at JR Cash. That's going to let like that's going to let her live her life and do her thing. In other words, in other words, pastor, that 10% you going to take care of my bride. And so time goes on, and he upholds his end, and I'm upholding my end. And and after, you know, he's about to come back home and all this, he talks to his wife about that. Like, he never kind of let her know the deal, but he told his wife about it, right, uh, talked to her about it. She said, yeah, for like the first three, four, five months, he sent this amount of money, man, it was great. I, you know, it was enough to pay, pay the mortgage, it was enough to pay for the car, it was enough to take care of everything that I needed to take care of, and then over time, it was a little less the next few months, and just kind of kept dwindling down a little bit, and, and, and then you asked them, say, hey, all right, so how is it now? Well, um, I, I haven't gotten a check in like six months, and so I'm like, I'm in the negative here, and this is struggling, and, and like, you, like, man, I want you to think about this, like, your wife is hurting. She ain't got no new makeup in six months. The mortgage is about three months behind. Dude. Like Food Line to Go hadn't seen her face in a while. Honey bunches of oats is still on the shelf. Like all this stuff, right? How would you feel? Or flip that to that was your husband and the same thing. How would you feel? What would you feel like? Man, you'd probably want to drop the elbow on me. You'd probably want to rock me, knock me on the ground, do take your elbow sleeve off, do this thing, and drop, like just hurt me. Because why? Man, that's my loved one. That's my bride. You didn't take care of my bride. How dare you take my money that I gave? All I asked for was 10%. You could have done whatever you wanted with the 90%. All I asked for was you take care of my bride with the 10%. Watch this. You know the Bible calls the church his bride? In in Malachi 3 and throughout the Bible, people say that's an Old Testament principle. It's not. It's throughout the, in fact, in the New Testament, Jesus says it like this, give your tithe and more. Tithe isn't just an Old Testament principle. And he goes, hey, I don't take the 90% and kind of do your thing, but you take care of my bride with the 10%. The bride should never be hurting. The bride should never be forgotten about. Because Jesus and God looks at us and goes, I've given you, I've given you the income. I've given you the way. I've given it to you. Take care of my bride. And here's the truth. Watch this. It's not mine. It's not mine. This this isn't mine. This is like Pastor Mark giving me this and going, hey, just manage this and manage it well. Take care of it. Take care of my bride with this. Do what you need to do with this, but like, this ain't mine, right? This is still Mark's. It's like God going, hey, here's, here's everything you need right here. Just take care of it well. You with me today? Yes, take care of it. It's not not In fact, in Psalm chapter 24 in verse 1, I, I love how David writes uh, this statement in, in, in the first verse. He says, the earth is the Lord's and all, somebody say all. All it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. David doesn't look and say the, the earth is the Lord's and everything that's good is his, everything that's bad is his, the rich are his, the poor. Are his. He doesn't, he just says everything in the world is God's. Everything the hills, the valleys, the mountains, the plains, the money, the poor, the rich. The the needy doesn't matter. It's all his. And David goes, Because it's all his, everything that we get to in, 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 in encounter, everything that intersects our life, he allows us. He allows it to happen. Because he trusts us. We are managers. We are not owners of this thing. It is not mine anyway. Are you still with me today? I know, I know. People are like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't, yeah, well, take it up with God. All right. It's not mine anyway. Number two is found in verse 25 of Matthew chapter 25. It says, and I was afraid and I went away and I hid the talent, your talent, in the ground and see, you have what's yours. See, you have, you have what's, what you gave me. I gave it back. Aren't you proud of me? Here's the second point. Generosity is about our heart. Generosity is about our heart. If you Read what the, the, that, that servant is saying there. He's saying this, I was afraid of you. I was afraid of what you would think. I was afraid of what you would do. So when you gave me what was yours, I took it and I just put it up and decided I wasn't gonna take a risk with it. I wasn't gonna invest it. I wasn't gonna use it. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna uh, uh, try to duplicate it. I just wanted to give you back what was yours. Can I tell you something? I just want to be real blunt with you today. In this way, God does not want you to show up to eternity into heaven one day and go, "I'm giving you back exactly what you gave me." God wants you to show up and go, "I took everything you gave me and I left it on the earth, but I brought a return of thousands of people and thousands of hearts and thousands of uh, of moments and my of impact that I made because what you gave me I invested in others I invested in ministry I invested in the world and it's not just money but it's talent and it's time and it's love and it's ability and God goes I want a return on my investment in fact I've heard it said like this at the end of my days I want to be so spent and exhausted I've got nothing left to give I want to empty the tank and that's, I'm just telling you like that, I think that's what God wants. And we got to have the, the heart of generosity, the heart of openness. Fear causes us to grip something so tight. Can I, can I just be straight? It is hard for God to fill a closed hand. But when I open my hands and I'm like, all right, God, everything I got is yours anyway. God, I trust you not just with my salvation. I trust you not just with my forgiveness. I trust you not with just my family. I trust you not just with my heart. Because some of us, watch this, some of us trust God more with forgiving our sins than we do that he can meet our, our financial needs too. Hey God, I believe that you died on the cross and you, raised, you rose again three days later. Like Some of us find that easier to believe than that God can take care of our finances. Hey, God, I believe that you can heal my granddad of a sickness that he's going through, but I don't believe that you can help me with my finances. And here's the truth. I'm just going to be real. If I were to ask you that, nobody would say that. Nobody would say that. But if we were to look at our bank accounts, it would. Even mine sometimes. More often than I want to admit. And so I just want to learn in 2021 to live, hold everything with an open hand, and go, hey, God, this is yours. You take what you want to take. You use what you want to use. You give what you want to give. It's yours. It's not mine. I'm a manager. I'm not an owner. I'm not entitled to this. I am just given this, and I'm trusted with this. God, I want you to do what you want with what you gave me. I have an open-hand policy. I even say that with this church. God, God. Whatever you want us to do, you tell us and we'll do it. I know it may be insane. I know it may be crazy. I'm going to tell you some things that God told us to do last year that changed the course of history for some people that you got to be a part of. But when I understand it's not mine and I have a heart of generosity, I get to invest in what God is doing in the earth and it changes something great. It changes something powerful. And then the third one is actually found in verse 29, the last verse that we read today. So the first one is, it's not mine. The second one is we have to have a generosity, uh, a heart of generosity. The third one is found in verse 29. It says, for everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Here's the third one. Generosity equals trust. Generosity equals trust. Can I, can I just put it like really plainly? God wants us to give away everything that we can give away. And I, I know you're like, not money. I'm talking, I'm, I told you at the beginning, I'm talking about everything. God wants us to empty ourselves of all the love and give it to others. Forgiveness, grace, mercy. Because watch this, every day that I have to live, God is giving me breath today. God is giving me opportunity today. We watched a video where God gave a young man in our church another chance. Hey, hey, your pastor has literally been told I shouldn't have got off of operating tables three times. I've been given opportunities. Every day that we have is an opportunity and what I do with it equals trust. I wanna give myself away. Verse Luke chapter 16 and verse 10 says it like this and I've already, uh, I've already recited it. I've already told you about it. It's this, those who are faithful with little will be blessed with much. Let me break that down for you. Here's why. Because if I'm not faithful with one dollar, if I can't be trusted with $1, I can't be trusted with $100 because it's a character issue, it's a heart issue. And God goes, the reason I can't give you that, that raise that you're wanting, that you could and really have good intentions to do good with, is because you, you won't even manage the one that I've, the salary I've given you. The raise would destroy you. You think what I've given you is is a curse on your life, but it's really a blessing because if I gave you more, it would destroy you because you would become your own God. God goes, man, I'd love to increase this, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with this? Hold Hold it with an open hand. Watch this. Generosity isn't about what I have. It's about how loosely I hold it. Can, can, let, me, let me ask you this question while that stays on the screen for a minute. If you or I, if we were to wake up this morning with everything we thanked God for yesterday, how much would be missing in our lives? If I were to wake up, if I were to woke up this morning and all I had in my possession was every, everything I told God thank you for yesterday, What wouldn't be here that I'm used to be in here? And if we're honest, it's probably a lot more than we would ever wanna admit. For some, it may be our family. Maybe it's our house, maybe it's our car. Maybe it's our church, our friends. Maybe it's even our money or our job. If I woke up with only the things that I thanked God for, what would that look like? Because the truth is, Generosity goes against the grain of culture. Especially right now, right? Hold on to what you got. Take care of what you got. I think we should. I think we should save. I think that's financially smart. I think you should build a legacy for your your family and and invest it and, and leave your kids something to the best of your ability. But I also think everything I got, I got to hold like this and go, God, when it's your time, God, when you want it, it's yours anyway. You just tell me where to give it, you tell me what to do with it, and I'll do it. Generosity is not about what I have. It's about, here's your money back, how loosely I hold it. Watch this. In 2020, I don't know if you know this, but there was a worldwide pandemic that happened last year. (laughs) Kind of crippled a lot of things. In 2020, this is really cool. We had... About 100 new givers log a gift to Radiate Church for the very first time in last year in 2020. That's something to celebrate. There were several that did it from states that have never walked into this room because they they find value in technology and joining us online and they're growing their faith at home and we're doing our best to figure out how to help them do that. That was amazing. Watch this, last year, Radiate Church gave at least uh, I think it's a little bit more than this, but gave at least twenty-five thousand dollars to ministries in Israel and other church plants across the United States just last year, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. In 2020, Radiate Church gave. Watch, this is I love this one. This one's like yes, gave at least ten thousand dollars to local community needs and projects in this in our area that to people and organizations that we see and our lives intersect with every single day a minimum of 10 that come on somebody we got to know how to celebrate some of this stuff That's not even including man hours of time that people should have been getting paid, but they donated their pay so that they could come and serve. What in the world? That means radiate church. And that's just a couple of areas. But overall, we gave over 40 something some odd thousand dollars last year to other ministries and needs in our community and in our world we just said here's forty thousand dollars god you go do what you want to do with it can we celebrate that today in the middle of a pandemic but but can i just be honest with you i say that and like i want to celebrate that because it's amazing but to me, and I've told Pastor Travis this because we've talked we talked privately about all this stuff. I'm just going to tell you, that's not enough for me. I want to give away more. And I know y'all are like, I know where you can give it. I got you. But you know what? Like, I want to give away more. I just want to always be a church that lives with an open hand that says, God, where do you want me to send it? What you want me to do with it? like we're about to send several hundred I think it's actually over a thousand dollars worth of sound equipment to churches in Guatemala we're about to send overseas so that they can reach people for Jesus like guys I'm not telling you that to go oh that's awesome your church is great I'm telling you that to go when you're generous that's the stuff that happens But watch this Maybe God's just calling you to do something like this. This is what my my family and I have taken this and said this is a phrase for us. We've, we we're trying to do better at like if people are sick that we're close to, we want to send them food. We want to we want to you know buy them coffee or buy them this or do that. like it's little acts of generosity because I don't have thousands of dollars to I don't have forty thousand dollars sitting around to give away, but one day I will. But what I can do is I can I can buy your family a meal. I can, I can buy you a coffee and just tell you, hey, that's, God, I just I love you, God loves you, and you matter. Are you with me today? Consistent obedience and tithing and generosity, watch this, I promise you, I'm just telling you from my life, it changes everything. It changes everything. And so today, I, again, I don't want anything from you. Don't feel pressured on anything. I'm just teaching what the Bible teaches. And 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 here's the thing: we got something to radiate because some of you, and I get asked this question uh, a lot, and it's great about tithing. And here's the truth: we have a next step called the ninety-day tithe challenge. Here's what tithe is: tithe is the first ten percent of everything you breathe in, bring in. What is the 90-Day tithe Challenge at Radiate? When you take the 90-Day tithe Challenge, it, you sign up and we give you financial resources to help you. Like we send you things to help you understand more about financial stewardship. But watch this. Here's what the 90-Day tithe Challenge is. It's you commit to God and yourself to tithe for 90 days. And if God does not come through on Malachi chapter 3 where he says I'll protect what you have, provide what you need and open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on your life if God does not do those three things I will write you a check for everything you gave in those 90 days and I've had people go well that's just like a ploy man, no that's faith, I just believe what God tells me and when God tells me to be generous and be consistent and be obedient I just think he's going to do what he says he's going to do and so I just we're going I'm gonna pray over you in just a minute. We'll pray over you online, and then on your way out, what's gonna happen is there's gonna be things on the screen to where you can give physically back there, or you can give on the screen, just like we do each and every week. But that's how we're doing it today. We're just giving it on the way out, and online you'll see direct instructions on the screen to, for you to be able to give today. And maybe for some of you, your first act of generosity is just to give a dollar. Like maybe that's what it looks like. I don't know. It's not up for me to decide. That's up for you and God. But I just felt like in this series I could not I could not talk about equipping and empowering people to impact to live the life God intends and not talk about finances. And so I just appreciate you leaning in and listening to what God teaches us today. Would you stand to your feet with me? Uh, Even if you're at home, I think it'd be really cool to stand in your living room or wherever you are today and let's just pray together. Let's just ask God, God help us live our life with an open hand and live our life in an act with a heart of generosity. Father, we love you. And God, I thank you that there's scriptures like this that challenge us and and honestly make it a little tough on us sometimes um, in the Bible. God, I thank you that your very heart is generosity, that you are, you're just a giving God. You're a giving father. And we get to be a part of amazing things. I thank you that we get to be a part of a church that wants to give. God, I thank you that we were able to give over $40,000 last year to help other ministries and other areas across our world. But God, I thank you that we're gonna be able to do more than that this year. God, for each person in the room. God, there's people in the room that are trying to consider, do I want to take the 90-day tithe challenge and do all that? God, I just pray right now that you'd give them the boldness to do it if that's what they want to do, if that's their next step. I, I don't know. But help us have the boldness to do it. And God, help us take the word that we have today that you've given us, that you've taught us, and let's act on it. Let's just be generous. Let's be known as the most generous people around. And as we launch more campuses in the coming years, God, let them be known as generous campuses. And let us just be known as people that give because God, you gave. Lord, we love you. We honor you. And as each person gives their tithe today, God, I pray Malachi 3 over them that you'll protect what they have. You'll protect what we have. You'll provide what we need you'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that we can't contain without you because it's not ours it's yours god we just love you in your name we pray amen radiate church i love you so much i believe we're going to go change the world and at this moment there's some instructions on the screen online and in person so that you can give you're dismissed i love you and we will see you next week let's go change the world Woo!